Hey guys, welcome back into the Corked Up Podcast here on Two Cents Pods. I am Jack Savio, uh, joined as always by my co-host Frank Neris. Um, you know, we got a great show for everyone today, but of course you can always follow us on Twitter at Jack underscore Savio5, at Frankie G Lyrical on Twitter. Uh, you can follow our umbrella po- home for our podcast at Two Cents Pods. Um, and of course you can follow the show Twitter at Corked Up Podcast. Just to send in your own ideas, your thoughts on whatever we're talking about on each episode. Um, you know, for the first half today, Frank and I are going to go over obviously the Bears' disappointing loss to the uh, to the Oakland Raiders in London. Um, you know, not nothing too heavy today with obviously the Bears being on a bye. Uh, but then we're going to go ahead and jump into the second half. We're going to talk some things we saw in NFL Week Five. Um, you know, and then obviously do our picks for NFL Week Six. Uh, Pretty, pretty familiar format by this point, I would like to think at this point, Frank. Um, before we get started, how are we feeling today, Frankie? Feeling good. Feeling good. A little lethargic all day. I think the weather change is kind of messing with everyone. I don't know if I'm getting sick. I don't know if it's just the sun's going down earlier, so my internal clock is a little bit messed up. But other than that, I feel great. How about you? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. It's just getting darker earlier, kind of making me a little bit a little bit sadder, you know, seeing the, uh, seeing the leaves fall. Yeah, I will say this. I'm. Uh, I just not just started. I'm. I'm uh, about 200 pages into the the first Game of Thrones book, and they keep talking about you know the others who are the White Walkers and Winter is coming. So it's kind of setting the mood for me as I'm reading it, which is a pretty cool. I didn't mean to do it, but it's just kind of. Did you with it. Did you watch the show? I did. You, yeah, I did. We, we talked about that at NCSA. Yeah. We did. We did. And I'm glad that I did though because. They throw a lot of names in there. Granted, in the writing of the book, he does a much better job of reminding you who is who as, yeah. as you keep going. But with all the names in the show, it took me till about season three to understand exactly who was who. I, I totally am on board with that. I tried reading the first book myself, like um, pretty recently, and I'm just like, at least I watched the fucking show, so I have at least some sort of idea <laughs> what's happening. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the names are just super easy to forget. Oh, when you can't like see the characters, but at the same I, time, I have it's googled. Like, I've googled some to yeah. see. I, I have who that's helped me a I'll ton. Help you picture well. it, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe maybe in the, when when we're at a slow period, like the fucking NBA All Star Game or something like that, we'll we'll talk some we'll talk some entertainment stuff. Yeah, uh, fucking right. Because I, I don't think I ever got your opinion on the on the Game of Thrones finale, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. Fuck you for for spoilers and shit like that. I don't, I don't care about that. Yeah, the show's been on for quite some time. Come on, come on, get get it to fucking together. Um, so, so let's, let's start with the bears, Frank. Um, you know, both of us picked them to, to pretty much handle the Raiders do take care of business. Um, obviously did not go the way we expected. Um, you know, kind of got back in the game after an absolute, just beat down in the first half, uh, got themselves right back in it, but then just some really, really dumb play, uh, cost them in the end. So, Kind of overall, just want to get your takes on some things, maybe just some highlights that stuck, stood out to you, and then uh, we'll kind of just break down from there. Yeah, um, just like you said, we expected to beat the Oakland Raiders handily. Even after that game, I still feel like the Bears are the much better team, 1 through 53. That being said, uh, I mean, they just dropped the ball. I don't know if it was a time difference. I don't know if it was, I, I mean, Nagy just getting out coach, which it did seem like he did uh, throughout that game. Uh, the one thing that did stick out to me and that actually really annoyed me, and I don't know if it annoyed me more than it should have, but after the game when I, and I don't know when they actually said this, I found this out after the game, that they didn't arrive in London until Friday. And that just doesn't give you enough time to adjust to that time zone difference. And that's not an excuse by any means. 
I'm just annoyed that Nagy did that. If we won, we wouldn't even be talking about it probably. But it it, it is a very annoying thing that Nagy did. Um, the one thing I will say, it's 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 hard for me to really. I, I'll, just, I'll just be blunt. It's hard for me to care about this offense without Mitch Trubisky in the game. I could give a fuck less about Chase Daniel. We know he's not the guy. We know he's a backup. We know he's there for his brain to help Mitch Trubisky understand this offense and continue to move forward. So when he's in the game, I, I, I'm watching. I'm obviously still hoping that we win. But from an analytical standpoint, I, I, it, it's, I don't really want to analyze what's happening. That being said, um. So the narrative has been that Mitch Trubisky does not know this playbook just yet. It takes three years to get this playbook down. He's still progressing. Fine. That, that's absolutely fine. Chase Daniel has known this playbook for since 1437, and he knows it like the back <laughs> of his hand. And if that is the case, and this is what the offense is supposed to look like at level 500 or 400 or whatever Nagy wants to label it as, this isn't it. Like, it, it just is not it. I'm sorry. Like, it, that, that was – it just didn't look good. So you can't tell me that we know – well, first of all, we know Mitch Trubisky is a better athlete. He's a better quarterback than Chase Daniel. But Chase Daniel is more comfortable in this offense, so you may see different things, right? Um, and the offense didn't look a tad bit more fluid, but he still didn't seem to trust Chase Daniel either. I, so I'm just wondering, is is Nagy just being conservative by nature? Is this his just his nature and the way he's going to call games? Or, or what is – because – what is your excuse now? You have a quarterback yeah. that supposedly knows everything that's going to make the right read, that's going to go from looks one through four or however many routes are drawn up. Why does it still look like this? Um, that was really my biggest takeaway with the offense. I'm not too disappointed in the defense. I'm disappointed for the moment, but it's going to happen. They're going to give up points, and that's going to be the time that the offense steps up and and you know has their back like the defense has had their back for the better part of two years now. So I, you can't get mad at the defense for having a bad game or two throughout a season. We saw it twice last year, once against Miami, once against New York. It's going to happen from time to time. It is what it is. Um, that being said, this has been a theme throughout the year. The offensive line is the worst uh, offensive line I've seen on the Bears probably since 2013, 2014, when they were just abysmal. I mean, this isn't far from that. I, this is a better line than that line was, but it's not saying much. Yeah. Um, Charles Leno has been bad. Kyle Long has been bad. I mean, really, the whole interior has been bad since the switch of uh, uh, of Daniel and Whitehair. I don't know what the solution is. I really don't. I don't know if it's a scheme thing. I don't know if if it's a combination of the scheme and, and Long getting old and Leno just – he's never been elite, but he was above average to good last year, and he just kind of regressed from there. I don't know what it is with them, but they just don't seem to be on the same page. It seems like basic stunts confuse them, blitzes up the middle confuse them, Anything confuses them, so it's like I, I don't know if it's a scheme thing, if it's a zone blocking scheme thing. I don't know what it is, but that's been the biggest reason as to why this offense looks the way it does outside of Nagy being very conservative. That has been my takeaway, and and I mean Oakland. I said all that to say Oakland epitomized what is wrong with this team this year. Yeah, no, you, you brought up a ton of good points. Definitely one. Um, I'll, I'll kind of just go kind of how you listed them. Um, the time zone thing. I agree with you in, in the sense, granted, maybe we don't have all the data because NFL, you know, the NFL hasn't been doing this a lot. Um, you know, I know Nagy wanted to treat this as much like a, any other road game as he possibly could to kind of get them psychologically ready. But I mean, Frank, as human beings, we've all traveled into multiple time zones. We've all flown, well, not all flown, but you and I have both flown. Mm -hmm. We know what it what it, it's like to go from one end of the country to the other in a very quick amount of time. And, and you're going through 
almost a six hour difference. I mean, you know, granted they had a a couple days to kind of get settled, but if you have the opportunity to, to kind of make that a null and void point, why not do it? Why not just go Monday? I I get you're kind of taking them away from their, from their home, from, you know, the comfort of, of their bet. But like, dude, other, other teams, other sports do this all the fucking time. All the time. These 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 guys are grown-ups. They can be away from home for a couple days. I think they'll be fine. Um, and I, I just think – now, kind of to your point about the offensive line, um, you know, you could say, well, you know, it obviously didn't – maybe it didn't affect them because the, the offensive line play was just – it's always been, you know, mm-hmm. pretty bad so far this season. But I think the evidence was clear based off the fact of how bad the defensive line looked. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the, the Raiders offensive line, maybe, maybe we didn't give them the credit they deserved, um, last week when we were just kind of like, yeah, the bears are going to, you know, absolutely dominate. Um, but you know, the, the, the Raiders do have some good pieces on, on their offensive line, but I mean, after seeing what the, what the bears did to the, to the Vikings without Akeem Hicks, it's like, where did that go? I, and and the Raiders just executed perfectly. They had stretching, they had stretch run plays. They got the ball out quick. They ran away from Mac. They had rollouts. It was basically everything we've been looking for from this Bears offense <laughs> yeah. all season long, essentially. Um, I think the the biggest problem with this offense, other than as you mentioned, Chase Daniel and his limitation, is something that that you said um, specifically for Daniel. And then I'll kind of go a little bit more broad. Um, you know, you said we know that he's in there for his brains, maybe not for his arm. Frank, he made some really fucking boneheaded plays. Uh, that interception, the first interception he threw, he they had the they had the nice camera angle on the review of like they they brought it from it from behind him to kind of show you what he see. You couldn't see anything because yeah. he was blind. He he's shorter than Mitch. We know that. Um, you know, and it's some of these physical limitations where it's just like he had no idea where he was fucking throwing that ball. So it's kind of like if he's going to make those dumb plays and he's limited athletically, why is he on this roster? And you made, you, you brought it up an excellent point. That was a great point. If this is what this offense looks like with someone who's quote unquote mastered it, mm-hmm. maybe it's not the offense that we expected it to be. Cause again, it doesn't look like the chiefs. It doesn't look like the Eagles offense. It's just, it's just very boring. And it, it was that way, even with Mitch at the helm. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you brought up a good, you know, I, I was listening to, to some things on the radio and someone brought up an excellent point where it's just like, you know, there were a lot of unknowns going into the last year. So mm-hmm. it, it, a lot of it. And, and what have we talked about? we talked about Nagy's offense in the first half of the season looked really, really good. Um, but you think about it this way. Mitch is a brand new quarterback out with not a ton of game experience. Nagy is a new head coach with barely any film on kind of what he likes to do. Allen Robinson's coming back from an ACL. No one kind of knew what he was going to look like for a year. Um, Taylor Gabriel became a focal point of an offense. He had never really been a focal point. So you don't have a ton of film on him. Trey Burton became a main target for the offense. People didn't really know what to expect from a backup tight end when there was so much focus on Zach Ertz. Mm -hmm. So you kind of start to think about it that way. And it's like, maybe this team, or maybe just other teams just figured out Nagy and figured out these players. And maybe we overrated a a good amount of them. Um, I still think David Montgomery is going to be a good running back for this team, but they they need to figure this offensive line out because Kyle Long just looks, he looks done. And yeah, yeah. 
to your point, the switch between Daniels and, and, and Cody Whitehair hasn't really paid off right now. I wonder if a lot of it is just, you know, Daniels is still learning how to, how to call, um, you know, how to signal things if he's picking up the right blitzes. Cause you know, the center is making all those adjustments yep. to the line. And if he's not recognizing what's going on, then I think that's a huge problem. And it, they may just have to go back to white hair and Daniels at, at center and guard just for now to kind of get this offensive set, this offense settled a little bit more. Um, I just, I didn't like the play calling, even with, even with uh, Daniel at the helm, like they still didn't run the ball as much as I, I wanted them to. We talked about get, taking the ball out of Daniel's Daniel hyphen, uh, hyphen. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Apostrophe. Daniel yep. apostrophe S out of his hands. And that, cause that could cost them the game. And, and in my opinion, it did, it ended up costing them. You had that terrible turnover in the first and in, in, in the beginning of the game. And then obviously you had the interception to close the game out. So those are just some of my takeaways. I'm curious to, on your thoughts on some of those. I only want, really want to respond to one because I agree with everything that, that you said. Um, and I think people are kind of at, um, what I guess a crossroad or just like uh, you're either on one end or the other. And I think there's legitimate arguments for both. I do lie one way and I'll, I'll kind of tell you after I explain what I'm talking about. So it sounds like, cause one of the things you said is maybe we overrated some of the players. And for me, I take that not just you, cause you're not the only one who said that. And I think yeah. it's a fair, I think it's a fair statement, but I do think that kind of alleviates Matt Nagy in a certain way that I don't think he has he's deserved so far because he hasn't mm. shown us he can hit on all cylinders yeah. with any sort of talent. And when I look at this roster, I like on paper what they look like more than a lot of offenses. Allen Robinson is a wide receiver one bona fide. Taylor Garbiu has shown us he can play. Granted, I still think we're not using him correctly, but that kind of adds to my point because yeah. if we're not using him correctly and he's still playing well, he's a good player. Anthony Miller can play. He's looked lost this year, but last year he was like third in the league in separation. Like it was, he was up there with Antonio Brown and I forget who was second, but that, that kid can play. And it's, it's very hard for me to believe that other people who are deemed as offensive geniuses, you take a, uh, a Kyle Shanahan, you take uh, a Frank Reich, you take a Doug Peterson, you take uh, a Sean McVay, Sean Payton, they would have this offense looking much different. That's my opinion. I can't prove that. That is my opinion. So it seems like the divide right now is, hey, do we blame Pace for getting players who are bad or do we blame Nagy for not being able to coach these players who are actually good? And I, I lie on the Nagy part because I do have faith in the talent on this team. I just think there's so much there that he's not utilizing correctly. That, that's a, And to kind of add to your point a little bit in terms of which way do you go, um, you know, one of the things we heard after the game, uh, Chase said it, Nagy said it as well. On the last play of the game, the interception that Chase threw, they kind of put it on Anthony Miller where it was like he ran the wrong route. He was supposed to cut it off a little bit more, run it more flat, but he kept ex extending it. So the question is, and we've know and we know that Anthony Miller has, has had some of these issues before. Yeah. Is that on Anthony Miller not being able to pick up the offense or to your point, which side do you kind of go? Mm -hmm. Is that Nagy's fault for not making sure that Miller understands the play call or yeah. understands the route he's supposed to run? Or is that Matt Nagy's wide receiver coach's fault for making not making sure that Anthony Miller understands what the exact route is supposed to be? So it's like, and again, this could all be hand in hand. It doesn't have yeah. to be 
maybe it's a combination where maybe we've overrated these players, but maybe it's also on Nagy for not being able to coach them up to the to the level that we're supposed we think they should be at, or to where we think they to where we were sold that they should mm-hmm. be at. Because mm-hmm. Anthony Miller is a guy that that Ryan Pace spent a lot of draft capital on to yep. move up to go get. What has he done to have, have proven Ryan Pace understands that? And, you know, this, I, I mentioned to you that I wanted to ask you a Ryan Pace question. Um, and, and, you know, with the Bears being on a bye, you know, we do have a little extra time here. So I, I kind of want to keep this conversation going a little bit, if you'll indulge me. Um, <laughs> so I know we've talked about this a little bit before, and I know this has been talked to death, um, you know, in terms of when in 2017 during the draft, when Ryan Pace trades up for Mitch Trubisky, it was, okay, this is his quarterback. If he mm-hmm. fails, Pace is done. If he doesn't, if he if it works, Pace is a genius. He gets a statue outside of Soldier Field. So far, it looks like maybe it, it hasn't worked out, whatever. You can say what you want. But I I'm, I mainly want to talk about this. We've talked about, well, you know, you and I both think he may get another chance if, if Mitch doesn't pan out because of the way he's constructed defense. Frank, my concern is that maybe he doesn't scout offense as well. And maybe that's just not something that he's good at. Um, you know, if you think about it, Adam Shaheen. I don't want to call him a bust yet. I know injuries have kind of played a large part into it. But you look later and you've seen that George Kittle was drifted, was drafted 100 picks after him. Yep. And George Kittle looks like one of the, one of the better tight ends in the league. You know, it, Mitch, the thing with Mitch, and we've talked about this a ton, he was the number one quarterback in the draft, right? No, no, we're not arguing that. You, can, you can't go back and revise that history. Everyone had Mitch as that quarterback. But Ryan Pace was so afraid of being stuck with Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes that he felt the need, I have to trade up. Now, maybe he was doing that because he just loved Trubisky. He was like, you know what? I love Mitch. I, he's he's the best quarterback. I want to go get him. But that's him also saying, okay, but I also don't want to get stuck with Deshaun Watson or Pat Mahomes. And at least for the moment, we know that's maybe not the correct decision. So I'm just curious, what do you think about Pace's offensive decisions? We know he drafted Kevin White. Again, I, I don't know what to say about Kevin White. He was injured. He was just injured. Yeah. Can you blame him for that? I don't know. We we do, we just we don't know. But you look at some of the picks he's made, some of the signings he's made. I'm just a little curious on on your thoughts on offense. And and do you think he will get another quarterback? So to answer the first question, it's really hard for me to tell because you you've named some players who obviously didn't pan out on the offensive end. And it's and always those... easier. It's always easy to find the guys who didn't pan out. Right. You oh, no, no, but, but the thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. And the thing is, is that you're no, every draft pick just doesn't hit, you know right. what I mean? It's, it, it just is what it is. But then you look at some of the, the scouting that he's done in uh, a Cody white here, who was a third or third or fourth round pick second and round he, pick. Yeah. second round pick. He, he's yeah. a, he's a, uh, a, a pro bowler in his first year, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and led that offensive line. So for, I think for every bad pick, he's had a good one on offense. That being said, I think the correct answer is, can he, cause I think he's identified the offensive talent pretty, pretty well. Shaheen hasn't looked very good, but tight ends are, are, are raffle tickets. You know, you've not, I yeah. mean, 
You see it in Baltimore. Hayden Hurst was a first rounder. Mark Andrews was a fourth. And Mark Andrews is fucking head and shoulders better than him. You know what I mean? It it just is what it is with tight ends. Some of them click and some of them don't. It's just such an awkward position. You know, you kind of have to do everything. Um, I think... um, I, I think the better question would be, does he have the wherewithal to find the offensive minds, i.e. the coaching staff, mm-hmm. to coach these guys? Because I think these guys all have talent. Adam Shaheen, maybe not so much. But, <laughs> I, I mean, David Montgomery can play. Everyone thought he had, he had a case as being the best running back in that draft. Mm-hmm. Anthony Miller was regarded as a top three receiver in that draft, the best route runner in that draft. You look at Riley Ridley, he's not playing for whatever reason, but – renowned as one of the best route runners in that draft. Like he's getting guys with higher profiles, Mitch Trubisky, the best quarterback by like 98% of the scouts coming out. Anyone who said otherwise was just trying to be cool coming out of that draft. He was the guy for whatever reason he was. So like he's drafting these guys who have high profiles. And then it makes me point back to Nagy, who was Ryan Pace's guy. He got stuck with John Fox for a couple of years just to, you know, get, get him, um, Get, build a culture in Chicago, make sure things had stability before he can continue to tear down that roster and rebuild it. And then he got to pick his guy and his guy has not looked very good. So I, I segue into the second question. I think his job really relies on Matt Nagy. I think it really, really does. I, I can even see a scenario in which both of them are gone and they keep Mitch with another GM and a coach for a year or two to see what they really have in this guy. I think it's so hard to evaluate Mitch Trubisky, and it's not to, to give him any excuses. Guys, he has been bad this year. He has been bad. I'm, I'm conceding that point to you. I'm not being a Mitch Trubisky homer, but I don't think you can move on someone who was drafted that high and has the visible talent that my eyes are seeing when you have such a bad offensive line and a coach who has done him no favors. I, I think it's very hard for you to do that because I, I would think if we move on from him and we just let him walk or we have trade suitors or, or, you know, we're looking for trade suitors, he it's going to be a, a Josh Rosen scenario. I don't know if they'll get as high of draft capital, but people are going to be interested in a Mitch Trubisky if he's on the market one way or another. And you would hate to be that team that, you know, he goes to Indy and Frank Reich has him firing on all cylinders. All of a sudden he's a top 15, top, you know, 10 quarterback and he seems to because he really got that chance to be aggressive and and you know play to his strength so it's tough man I just feel like so many things are hand in hand and and the real answer is I don't know I we just have to really see how this how this year goes but so it's it's tough yeah so so to kind of piggyback off of that something you know that's definitely worth remembering is that Maggie wasn't here when Mitch was drafted um you know Nagy was hired on the sense that he was one of the only quarterback or the only one of the only uh, candidates for the head coaching job that was really like, listen, I like Mitch. I like Mitch a lot. I think I can work with this. So maybe it's like, maybe they just, maybe they move on from Mitch and maybe Nagy is like, maybe he, maybe Pace and Nagy work together to find a quarterback that maybe fits a little bit better with what Nagy wants to do, but I don't think Mitch has been limiting the one. I don't think he's the one limiting this offense. If anything, Mitch is almost perfect for this offense. We, we've I seen agree, the mobility. Agree. We've seen what Nagy likes to do with the gadget type plays. I'm just not quite sure why Mitch is considered to be the problem for this offense. I, I You look at the play calling and I mean, you got bubble screens, you got 
horizontal stuff. You got the 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 runs right up the middle into an interior line that that I'm sorry, Kyle Long is just he just looks bad. He just if yeah. he's hurt, which wouldn't be surprising because he's just he's always been hurt. Um, you know, and 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 the interior line still figuring things out, and 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 Nagy just isn't being creative enough. He's just not designing plays to get people into the best position to succeed. And I just don't get why it, it always falls on Mitch as, as the fault for that. Of course, maybe there, there were two other quarterbacks drafted other behind him who've had really good success so far, but I, I don't understand wh- how it's Mitch's fault. You know what I mean? Like yeah, maybe yeah. he's not as good as, as, as Ryan Pace thought. I mean, he did give $18 million to Mike Glennon. We know how that, <laughs> that worked out. So you know, there's just there's a lot of questions up and down. And, and I think Ryan Pace, you know, it, it, people are going to take his side more and more just because he's built up some credibility because of how he's built his defense. And, and I think that that's a huge part of it. But I, I, I think for Nagy, I mean, realistically, outside of that first half, like we talked about from last year, what has he really done to show that he's a good offensive coach? I'm not saying he's not a good head coach. And he's been a great leader by all accounts. Like he's, I, I he got the, the guys, the, believe, the, you know. Yeah, the people want to play for him. There's no yeah. question about that. But but we were told that he was this great offensive coach. It, maybe he needs to pass, you know, bring in an offensive coach. Maybe that's the next step. Maybe or maybe, maybe health in. Yeah. And, yeah. Maybe they get a little bit more more say in, in kind of running the offense. But so far, I, I've been I've been unimpressed with Matt Nagy's offense. And I don't think that's unfair to say. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think we're both on the same page with that. I mean, really, the only thing I'd like to respond to, and then we can go to break uh, if you don't have anything else to say, because this will be my last thing. Um, you know, people are comparing Mitch with Deshaun Watson and uh, Patrick Mahomes, naturally. But it goes back to my point before. If Chase Daniel, a guy who has mastered, quote-unquote, mastered this offense, if this offense looks like that, who's to say that he that Nagy would be open, opening up this offense to a Patrick Mahomes or, or a Deshaun Watson? By all accounts, well, first of all, let me say this. Pat Mahomes makes throws that no other quarterback I've ever seen. He, he's out there. He plays like a shortstop. He's fucking incredible. So outside of the ridiculous throws he can make, Mitch makes all the same throws that they can. He His arm is strong. He... he he, he can put it in the right place. He hasn't always done that, but like he has arm talent just like they have arm talent. So outside of Patrick Mahomes being able to do just Superman stuff, who, who how would we even know we would see that in this offense with them at quarterback? Like I, I don't, Nagy has shown me nothing to say that no matter who it is at quarterback, he would open this up and this offense would look any different. So it's like, it's hard for me to even make that comparison because we have a guy who is Mr. Miyagi and the offense looks fucking worse. So it's like, what are we supposed to do here? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I just think it's interesting that pace, you know, was, was so determined not to get quote unquote stuck with Deshaun Watson or, or Patrick Mahomes. And, and I think, I think if, if anything, I think that's, that's the most concerning thing because it's starting to tell me that maybe he, maybe he can scout offensive players. Maybe he can scout receivers, tight ends, running back, whatever you want to say, but Maybe he can't scout the most important position, and that's quarterback. And maybe he needs some help with that. Uh, I, I'm just curious to see if he can admit that or not. Uh, if if yeah. they decide to move on from Mitch, and and listen, I, I don't want to get stuck with with Mitch. For if if you know, let's say let's say maybe not by the end of this year, but after next year, if you know that Mitch isn't the guy, I mean, maybe it's time to move on. And, and Frank, I, I know we were talking a little bit about this before the show. 
Um, you know, this, this, this draft for this upcoming year looks to be pretty quarterback rich. And, and unfortunately, the Bears don't have a first round pick because of the Khalil Mack trade. Fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to say it. Um, but there's going to be some guys that fall. And I'll be very curious to see if Ryan Pace is willing to kind of to kind of go up and maybe maybe select another quarterback and just just to give Mitch some competition because they need to start kind of groom maybe maybe either just get a backup because right now that looks like the New York Giants game all over again where where Chase is just if he's coming in as a starter and, and teams can game plan for him it is not really looked yeah, good yeah. so far. And you look at other teams, Kyle Allen coming in, Gardner Minshew. And again, not yep. a lot of film on those guys, but they look a lot better than Chase Daniel. So uh, we will, uh, we'll take a quick break here. Um, when we come back, we'll talk a little NFL week five, some things we liked, some things we didn't like. Um, we'll go over some of the games. Um, and then of course we'll make our weeks, our, our, our picks for week six. Uh, so we'll be right back on the Cork Top Podcast. I'm Jack Savio. He is Frank Naris. And we're back from that quick break. Episode 25. Is that 25? 25, Frank. 20 fucking five. A quarter, a quarter of, of a century. century. Let's do the damn thing. Uh, as Jack said in the beginning, you can find us on Twitter at Frankie G Lyrical. That is my Twitter handle uh, at Jack underscore Savio five. That is Jack's our umbrella station at two cents pods. And of course, our individual uh, podcast Twitter at corked up podcast. Uh, so we're going to do some reviewing of week five, some things that we like, some things that we didn't like, and then we'll transition into our week six picks, um, our week six unsolicited dicks picks. Man, we are just rolling with that. Uh, yeah, I like Jackie. It. it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know you have some. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. As always. Um, so I know you have the games written down. I want to start us off here, uh, with the Arizona game because I will say this: for as as down as I was on Cliff Kingsbury, not necessarily Kyler Murray. I thought his bad play would be the, you know, kind of the, uh, or the at the fault of Kingsbury. Kyler looks good. Yeah. He, I, I, I like the way he looks out there. He, he's really passing the eye test for me. He seems to be correcting mistakes very early in his career. Like he, I, I can see him even getting through multiple reads for the most, you know, during most of his dropbacks. I am, um, I'm curious to see, and it'll probably be next year, once more film is on him to see what defenses do. But at this point, if I'm an Arizona Cardinals fan, I think I'm pretty happy with what I'm seeing out of Kyler Murray. Number one, I have to stop picking the Cincinnati Bengals. I promise I'm done for the rest of the year. <laughs> uh, I'm absolutely fucking done picking them. I can't do it anymore. Uh, but I, one thing, I, one thing that I did notice from that game from Kyler. And, and again, I, I, you know, he's, I'm in, you know, we do a dynasty league together and, and, you know, I was, I was, quote unquote stuck with him. Um, I actually really like the way he's playing. Um, one thing I, I would definitely want to be careful of, um, and they did a lot in the in the Bengals game, a lot more than they've done done in the past, is they were they were kind of running him a lot. They they were making they him were. move, you know, they were making him run the ball and and I with a guy of his size, I mean, you look at, at guys like Andrew Luck, you look at guys like Cam Newton, and it's like they are big, big guys, and and think about some of the injuries they've dealt with and how yep. their careers have kind of gotten off track. It's not going to take as many hits for Kyler 
as it took for them to kind of knock him out a little bit. So so I, I want to see them be a little more careful with him, especially in a season that clearly doesn't matter. Um, you know, you, you just want to be careful. That, that That's kind of what I noticed Agreed. from that game. Um, but I thought it was good that they got their first win. Um, always nice for for a rookie to get that. Bengals just, man, they look bad. They're, they yeah, just, they do. They look, just, I'm curious to see if, if they put in Ryan Finley this year. I, I yeah. am. I think you got to give give him a shot. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you got you to see what you have there. Andy Dalton, again, just just doesn't look, look the part. And, and it's kind of surprising for a guy. That, and, and again, you know, he he had a lot of a lot of pieces around him. Um, you know, Tyler Eifert when he was really good. Um, you know, AJ Green when he was healthy. He had a really good run game with Gio Bernard, Jeremy Hill, Joe Mixon. Now um, a good offensive line as well that's kind of broken down over the years. But but I mean, Andy Dalton is a, still a serviceable a serviceable quarterback. Maybe maybe not necessarily a starter. But he maybe he's a low end starter, but a high end backup. Like if he was backing up yeah. Mitch, I, I would trust that he could win, yeah. win a couple games with with Andy Dalton. I, I'm surprised that this this offense because I mean Tyler Boyd is a good player. I, I just think that offensive line just is is just really beaten up, and that defense just looks bad. Yeah, uh, they, do. they do. But uh, one game I wanted to talk about was uh, was the Thursday night game. Um, you know Rams at Seahawks, and again Thursday night's always tricky. Uh, but I'm just curious on your They've thoughts. They've been about better that. this year. The Thursday yeah, night they, games they have. I, I think it's just teams are are know how to prepare for it a little bit more. Um, but what are your thoughts on the Rams losing again? Um, you know, two weeks in a row now. Yeah, I, the two thing, my two takeaways from that game, one from each team. I think there is some valid, validity to the claim that Jared Goff really can't read defenses too well, and they're not showing pre-snap coverages until. 14 seconds are left on the clock because he hasn't looked good this year. I, I'm not saying that is the case. I'm saying there's some validity to it. Um, secondly, I think Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the league right now. Uh, you know, m- m- and that's saying a lot because Mahomes, I think, obviously still has that claim, even though he didn't look, he hasn't looked too good the last two weeks. Well, I don't want to say he's he looked bad. He hasn't looked like Mahomes in the last two weeks, yeah. which is a, clearly a very high bar. But Russell Wilson, he made a couple throws that. Maybe Mahomes can make, but that's probably about it. And probably Aaron Rodgers as well. But that dude is fucking special, man. He He's doing it with Tyler Lockett. And it's no knock to Tyler Lockett, even though he did come out and say he's a virgin today or the other day on a podcast, which was pretty weird. Uh, but I am too, though, Tyler. Don't you worry. We're in this forever, baby. Frank, you have a kid coming. I don't think that's how it works. If I, if I pray to Jesus, it doesn't go away. <laughs> like the virginity, I, I'm not cleansed. Anyway. I thought um, you slid your chastity belt. I do. Okay. I do. So, yeah. And I have my lucky rabbit. And I, I we'll talk about it off air. Here's the thing. But Russell Wilson. No, seriously, though. I think Russ, I think he's the leader for MVP with CMC being a very close second. But he looks he's doing it with limited weapons like DK Metcalf is yeah. a rookie. So he's going to have his flashes, but he hasn't been great. And that's he's a rookie receiver. So you, you kind of go through the ups and flows of that. But I mean, he, he, Will Disley looks good out there. Russell Wilson has him looking good. The run game, obviously, is the run game. Chris Carson has been very good the last two, three years. But I like Russ a lot, man, I think. And he's only 30. With, with the life of the quarterback now, he has another six, seven years probably. Uh, he, yeah, I I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be the MVP this year. I, I think they're, I think right now they're, they're the team to beat in the West. I, I know the San Francisco 49ers still haven't lost, which is just beyond it's impressive. And, just, yeah. and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I, I think at some point, you know, that that talent is going to is going to catch up 
to the 49ers or lack thereof. And I just like this, the way the Seahawks are playing. Um, you know, it, it's just a shame because I just really dislike Pete Carroll a lot. Um, and, and him having success really bothers me. Um, and of course, <laughs> and of course, you know, Russell Wilson's having success while Andrew Luck is, uh, is, you know, sitting on an Island somewhere, hanging out, drinking a, drinking a cold one, whatever he's fucking doing. But you know, that just gives validity to people saying that Russell Wilson is by far better than Andrew Luck. Suck a dick. Uh, anyways, moving on to the other games here. Um, Jacksonville at Carolina. Uh, Frank, I took Jacksonville in this one, a battle of the backups. I thought Gardner Minshew, um, you know, would kind of pull something special. I think teams might start be, be starting to figure him out a little bit more. Um, I'm curious to see how the Jaguars sort of respond to that. Um, maybe make some adjustments here or there. Um, but you know, Carolina, I think one of the best things that that's happened, it, it, not necessarily Kyle Allen coming in to play quarterback, but it's almost that Cam Newton is out playing quarterback. He's, yeah. he's because this offense has had to adjust. They run a lot more, you know, of a pro style offense. And I think Christian McCaffrey is benefiting it from it a ton because he's running not from just behind the shotgun. And, and we see a lot of this with the bears too. Some of these running backs just need a full head of steam. They just need it yeah. from, from the, from the formation, you know, from the eye formation, from under center type runs. And, and it helps the offensive line as well. Kind of get that push. They're not sort of waiting. They don't have to wait for the ball to get snapped to then push forward. They can just immediately go and, and start opening some holes. So I think Christian McCaffrey has, has really taken advantage of, of this offense while Cam Newton's out. And, and I'm curious to see what happens if Cam Newton, you know, comes back. Do they bring him back right away? Because, I mean, Kyle Allen, he's, he hasn't looked great, but he has this this team winning, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like, what what do you really do there? What were your thoughts on, on, on that game? Um, Gardner Minshew is just fucking entertaining, man. He has yeah. that team watchable. I mean, this is the first Jaguars offense that has been watchable in a very long time. David Garrard, baby. David, yeah, David Garrard. I mean, you're talking... <laughs> a long time so but Christian McCaffrey's different man that dude I think he's the best but just like I said Russell Wilson's the best quarterback yeah. right now Christian McCaffrey's the best running back right now he there I mean you know pe- people were making jokes on different podcasts and I thought it was really funny because we've made similar jokes where it's like yeah the white guys are they're smart and they, they just <laughs> work really hard and that, yeah, they're gritty the like yeah, yeah the gym rats and it's like Christian McCaffrey's just a fucking athlete, man. Like, yeah. he's Hitler's wet dream. Let's just go ahead and say it. Blonde hair, blue eye, fucking 4240. Jack, yoked, probably 3% body fat. He has to have a nine inch dong. You know he does. He's swinging that thing right he's, around. Dude, you can see it when he's running on those 60 yard runs. And <laughs> that's, why people aren't, that's why people aren't tackling him. They're just like, dude, I don't, don't want to grab his dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously. I, He's I mean, got an it, extra it was a locker it, out there. It's that, like that having was, 12 that, men on the field. <laughs> <laughs> That's his lead blocker. That's why they cut their fullback. <laughs> They're like, we got uh, an tackle, but I, I don't want to go near it. It's almost touching his ankle. Oh, ankle's. shit. Um, no, I mean, that was actually one of the most entertaining games of the week for me. It was very, yeah. very fun to watch. Gardner Minshew's entertaining. I think to, to answer the, the question, I would stick with Kyle Allen. I think you have to, and it's not because. It's not because Kyle Allen has been amazing. When you're thinking about the injury that that Cam Newton has, if you can't throw the ball, if you're not a threat to throw the ball because your shoulder's messed up, it just is what it is, man. Like you, I mean, he's looked he's looked terribly inaccurate on very open throws. 
And he's like, he's, he's throwing balls in the dirt on open guys. He's just sailing things this year. I mean, he just looked really bad. And, and it, it's not because he is bad. It's because he was injured. It just yeah. was. So at this point, I think you got, I, I would sit him out for the rest of the year and then reevaluate next year. I mean, if you have to bring him in due to an injury or if Kyle Allen just starts to look really bad, like if he loses the job and then it's cams again, by all means, but I don't think you just put him in because he's back. Okay. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, Another game, New England at Washington. Nothing really to talk about there. Um, the, the one thing to note, though, is that Jay Gruden did get fired after that That's game. Right. Yeah, he made a gone. really funny comment, honestly, that, that it was even funnier when it, when it proved to be Because <laughs> he was like, after the game, he was like, they, they asked him, they're like, you know, are you, what's the plan? And he's like, hey, listen, if the key still works, I'm, I'm coming back to work. And that key didn't, <laughs> did not no, work. No, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, I didn't just, realize I haven't heard him talk too much. I didn't realize how much of a parody he sounds like of his brother. Yeah, he, they're the same person. It's disgusting. it's like, but it's like weird. He like yeah. he sounds like an imitation of his brother. Yeah. So so I'm curious to see now what happens with with Dwayne Haskins, where it's like, do they they're they're probably because it sounds like the front office were, were kind of saddled uh, Jake Rudin with Haskins, and he just didn't like him. Um, and now they're gonna try and find someone who who does like him and wants to coach him up. The interim head coach has already said that, that for the next game, they're not even going to consider Haskins as a starting quarterback. So I I'm as per usual, I am just beyond confused what's going on in Washington. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting, you know, Buffalo at Tennessee, Buffalo, you know, Josh Allen was cleared. He was able to play. I did mention on this podcast last week that I was taking the Titans to win that game, but I texted What's Frank you did? the day before and said, Josh Allen is good to go. I'm taking the bills. You can check it. You can timestamp it. Yep. Fuck the Titans. I'm not picking them ever again. They suck. Um, Marcus Mariota, time to be done. Uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. The only thing worth noting there was, uh, you know, having to watch Mason Rudolph basically die on the field. Jesus Christ. That <laughs> was fucking you, you know what he looked like, Frank? Frank, you know what he looked like? He looked like in GTA 5 when you, like, shoot a rocket launcher at the ground and your body, like, goes limp and you just yeah, block yeah. him out. Um, that's kind of what it looked like. Um, People, that was, I, and that was a scary hit, too. It was. It was. Um, I know that the debate has been going whether or not it was a dirty hit. I think it was 50-50. It was very hard to tell what, you know— I it's mean, just it's a full speed collision, man. I I, I I think I lean towards the dirty side, but listen, Frank, Mason Rudolph, he is a Trump supporter. So do am I saying he I deserved didn't, I didn't it? I didn't know he was. Yeah, am I saying he deserved it? I mean he <laughs> Jesus. I mean he did I, I thought it was pretty funny that the fact that the medical cart didn't work. So they had to like, he's, he he is like where where are we? And they're just like he's dragging like, him off he's the probably field. wondering where, why the floor is face mask. Yeah. Am I a punter? Do I yeah. punt? Which what sport am I playing today? Dude, he yeah, got, he, but no. But here's the thing: people were scared, and it, as scary as it was, like I'm a boxing fan. I've seen people yeah look much worse than that hitting the canvas, and and like I I knew it was all right, and I knew it was all right because his finger was twitching. He like had his yeah. finger out, and he was going. And I was like, oh, he's good. Get it back in there, coach. All, all <laughs> jokes aside, dinger. did he deserve it? Um, so we're going to go ahead and move Jesus on to Atlanta Christ, and Houston. Um, what? I didn't say anything. You didn't. What, no, I don't it? have much to say about Atlanta. Atlanta's bad. They're, Dude, they're fucking Jesus bad. Jesus Christ. It is, it is, I mean, well-deserved after they blew a fucking 28 to three lead in the Super Bowl. Jesus um, no, no, but uh, uh, Frank, 
I mean, my God, you know, it, it's one of those games where it's just like you hate to be a Bears fan when you're up. And if you're upset that the Bears took Mitch Trubisky over over Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes, you you wanted to avert your eyes from this game. Just watching Deshaun absolutely fucking shred Atlanta's defense. That that's that's one of the most impressive games I've seen from Deshaun so far. But again, you kind of have to keep it in check. You know who they're playing. Uh, that defense is just bad, but he, he made him look even, even oh, yeah. worse than that. Oh, yeah, he had a that. phenomenal game. He looked um, great. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Frank, Tampa Bay is not as bad as we thought that they were. Bruce Arians is a hell of a coach. God, um, I still wish Winston we picked Clinton. him over Trestman. I, don't get me started. Please don't get me started on that. Um, But, no, Teddy Bridgewater looks good. I think the Saints are the team to beat right now in the NFC. I, I don't think I, there's any question about that right I now. I said it last week. You asked me who was the best team in the NFC, and I said it was the Saints. What Sean Payton's doing, and it's not to take away credit from, from Bridgewater because he, he's progressed each start with them. He's fucking – Sean Payton is phenomenal. He He's yeah. still the guy. Everyone wants their next Sean McVay or the – Sean Payton is still the fucking guy. You know what I mean? He's 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 a beast. Um, and, and my note for that one was – the New Orleans offense is the offense I want to see with the Bears. I think we have comparable pieces. Granted, Michael Thomas is a better receiver than what we had. Allen Robinson's good. I don't think he's Michael Thomas good. But, I mean, they're doing it with, with with Sweaty Teddy at quarterback. And it's not to knock him, but he's no Drew Brees. You know what I mean? Like, are you are you to tell me, can someone look at me that that is objective and say that Teddy Bridgewater is blows Mitch Trubisky out of the water as a quarterback? Because I don't think you can make an argument for it. Like, I— if Sean Payton can have can do this with Teddy Bridgewater, we should be able to do something with our fucking quarterback. Get it done, Nagy. How much would it take to get Sean Payton to come to the to the Bears? I mean, I I hate him personally, but listen, if he's coaching my team, I'll love him. Um, Minnesota at New York Giants. Uh, Kirk Cousins was playing a, a bad team, so naturally he looked fine. A bad team um, at noon. Yeah, and Gi- Giants looked, you know, Dan Daniel Jones. Eh, it's a rookie he's, game. He's what are you gonna do? Yeah. Saquon's out. I, you know, I, I'm I'm curious to see once Saquon comes back how how Daniel Jones really looks with him. Um, obviously Bears at Oakland. We talked about that to death. Uh, the Jets at Philadelphia uh, with, without <laughs> without Sam Darnold who should they're be back this week. Yeah, they're they're Luke Falk is just not he's not a quarterback in the NFL. Plain and simple. Uh, Denver at at the Chargers. It's one of those Chargers games, Frank. I, I we were going back and forth. I wanted to take Denver, but you convinced me to take the Chargers. No, no, no. Uh, I picked Denver. I thought I convinced you to take Denver. No, I must have just not listened to you, per usual. Um, it's just one of those games where it's just like, man, the Chargers need to win that fucking game, and of course, they just can't. Yeah, they just can't do it. I tried. Philip to tell- Rivers has looked terrible this yeah, year. Yeah, he doesn't look good. It's it's been surprising. Um, I tried we, to tell everyone that Cortland Sutton was Cortland Sutton was going to be a top ten receiver this year, and my boy's doing nothing but proving me right, bitches. Frank, I got him in every one of my dynasty leagues, and he's winning me ball games. Frank, you, you've been you've been right on a, on a lot of things this 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 uh, this podcast since we started. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I've been um, wrong we, about a little bit too, but you've been have... you've been wrong about it quite a bit. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Green Bay at Dallas. Um, I. I picked Dallas to win this game. I thought, you know, at home after getting kind of kind of embarrassed, um, you know, at, by New Orleans. Not embarrassed, really, but but just not looking very good um, in a game that was winnable that they didn't win. I thought maybe Dallas would kind of, you know, prove some some uh, disrespecters wrong. But damn, they had a field day with how bad Dallas looked. I, I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I'm still not sold on Green Bay yet. But 
I mean, you have to give him credit where credit is due. That run game was effective. So I'm wondering if it's more just like Dallas played three shitty teams to start the season and went three and zero. Granted, you got to beat who you play, but maybe they were exposed a little bit. I'm not. I'm. Sh- I'm still not saying the, the the Packers are are the best team in the NFC, but Mm-mm. you know they're starting to get some confidence, which which you know you got to watch out for. I agree. Uh, I, I pick. I pick Green Bay going in the game just because Aaron Rodgers just plays different in Jerry's. I don't know what it is about that field. He fucking loves it, uh, and he did what he, you know, what he's always done. Granted, the run game had uh, Aaron Jones had four touchdowns, but yeah. my cliff note from that game. If I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm worried. You know, everyone said, well, they're only playing the bad teams, and and Baltimore kind of had that same thing. And Baltimore, while they lost a couple of games against some good teams, they still look good in those losses. Like yeah. Dallas hasn't looked good in these last two losses. That's and, the, and, you know, Dak looked like the quarterback everybody says he is. Yep. He doesn't have Tyron Smith, you know, fucking blocking the left, you know, and Lyle Collins didn't play. Like when that offensive line isn't perfect and that situation isn't 100% perfect for Dak, as much as I do like him, I, I understand what his limitations are. And let me tell you this, Frankie, he ain't getting $30 million a year. I'll tell you that much. Nah, no, I agree. Um, and then the Sunday night game, as you and I, of course, both predicted as much of the world did as well. Colts yeah. all day over the fucking Kansas City Chiefs. Um, <laughs> I mean, come on, Frank. Like, that's easily Frank Reich's biggest win as a Colts head coach. That that was the most impressive win for me. That, I mean, if, if I, as a Bears fan, could trade my offensive line out with any offensive line in the league, I'm taking that Colts offensive Cincinnati line. Cincinnati Bengals. Oh. Yeah, well, the Bengals, too. I didn't want to make it fair. <laughs> um, Anthony Costanzo has been unreal at left yeah. tackle. I don't know. He's playing on another level right now. I mean, it's been, he's always been pretty good, but he's, he's been great so far. Uh, Quentin Nelson has just absolutely, he's doing things guards shouldn't be doing. Like he's, he's elevate guards don't elevate offensive line play, but that's absolutely. He's a fucking beast. Ryan Kelly, the center, when he's healthy, he's good. Um, that run game, Marlon Mack being back, I think you sh- he's shown how valuable he is yep. over guys like, um, you know, Jordan Nine, like all those, you know, all the other guys that just, they're just there. Um, but I just thought Marlon Mack kind of proved his worth. T.Y. Hilton, just, I, I kind of stole the, the the limelight from your boy, Deion Kane. Um, I think that was a huge reason it didn't work out, Frank. I gave up on him. Jacoby Brissett, though, man. He, he looks good. Play. He yeah, I mean, he looks good. I mean, but and, we, and I, we are not surprised by that. We talked about that before the year. I think that shows Bill Belichick's ability to kind of scout some quarterbacks because oh, you got to remember it was the three. It was Brady. It was Garoppolo. And it was fucking Jacoby Brissett on the same team. Um, but other than that, you know, on the flip side of that, uh, the Chiefs, uh, Pat Mahomes, you know, 300 yards, one touchdown. But and he got hurt. He hurt his ankle. That, that one throw that he made, Frank, where he's rolling right has no it's business making insane. that throw and just rifles it into the end zone for a touchdown. Who do you think you are? I am. It, it's, it's insane. It's just, he's doing, it, it's ridiculous. If that Chiefs defense could fucking stop anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to see if he, if he has limited mobility, I'm curious to see what kind of quarterback he is who has to stay in the pocket. Cause he, granted he was hurt. So that, that plays into it as well. But he didn't look as good once he did get hurt, and he had to stay in that pocket and couldn't really run as much. Yeah. Because um, a so lot of I, these, 
a lot of his game is essentially he's essentially Brett Favre 2.0 where he yeah, just 100, gets out of the and that's pocket. not a bad thing if that's what he no, is for no, his no, whole no. career by all no. means I'm just saying I, it, it's clear that that is a big part of his game he's, he's Brett Favre without the turnovers which is yeah. really scary to be completely honest thank, thank God he's not on the Packers um and then the Monday night game Cleveland at San Francisco Frank I, I know you meant I know at the beginning of the season we talked a lot about Cleveland um you have them making the playoffs I I did not um, because I wanted to see them prove it first. And, and granted, they they do have some good pieces, but we talked about it a little bit as well last week where that offensive line, you know, everybody was so excited about them getting Odell. You're pairing him with Jarvis. You're pairing him with Nick Chubb. You're going to have Baker, Freddie Kitchens, blah, 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 blah. A lot of people just kind of forgot to talk about the whole line and how how abysmal they've been. Are you still a believer in, in Freddie Kitchens at this point, or are you kind of – kind of maybe questioning it a little bit more. And again, I'm not saying you're wrong for thinking the Browns were going to be good. They had all the reasons to be this. This could have been a special Browns team. It still can, but it may not look as bright as it did, you know, at the beginning of the season. I mean, just like I keep saying, I, I expected a roller coaster in the first eight games of, of this year. And then I expect them to get hot and I expect them to make the playoffs as a wild card team. And, and that really hasn't changed for me. Freddie, my, my faith in Freddie Kitchens has fallen just because he hasn't called the greatest of games. Um, I mean, he's been like Nat, Matt Nagy bad. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, he's been, it's eerily similar to the games that he's been calling. Um, I, the only thing that's been the difference for me is that I didn't think the lows would be this low on this mm-hmm. roller coaster. I thought their losses would be, you know, just not being on the same page in a critical moment. Just, you know, not Baker turning the ball over four or five times in some of these losses and, and just looking really bad and Odell Beckham looking lost and, and dropping granted, they haven't been great throws to him, but they're catches that you expect someone like Odell Beckham to catch. So I, I still think they're, they're going to get it turned around. I just think they have too much talent. I do think Freddie kitchens is, is a solid, I don't know if he's a good head coach. I think he's a solid play caller, but I mean, we shall see for the Browns kind of just sticking with them. And then we'll talk a little 49ers and then we'll move on to the to NFL week six. Um, do you think that that the height – you talked about the turnovers when it comes to Baker. Do you think that height thing that a lot of coaches have talked about, you know, year in and year out when the draft comes up, um, you know, guys are – they're obviously a little bit more willing to kind of let that go now that Russell Wilson has proved that, you know, and Russell Wilson, Drew Brees. But, but we you know, you mentioned it. Those guys are just special. They're, they're just special. They're Maybe they're just the outliers. Do you think the height – is, is affecting Baker Mayfield's play at all? Just from watching him, I don't think so. I really don't. It, it, it seems like he, he he seems to be somewhat of a one-read quarterback at this point, and it may just be his comfort level within the offense because we've seen him in college and last year go through reads. Like That's something that he absolutely does. I don't think he's completely comfortable with either the pieces and or the play calling, so I, I don't think it has anything to do with height. Um He's a good scrambler. He's a solid athlete. I think he'll he'll continue to do things like that. I think, I mean, in the same way uh, that Mitch has been troubled by, his offensive line is really, really bad. Like, yeah. there are times where as soon as he calls hike, there's someone in that backfield. Like, there's not much any quarterback can do with that type of pressure in your face. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, one team's offensive line that has been playing really well, getting that run game going is the San Francisco 49ers. They're making Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo's life a little bit easier. Um, you know, I just, we just keep waiting for this team to kind of take a step backwards, Frank, but it's just kind of every game they're in, 
they're they're it, it, they have an opportunity to win, and they have yeah. done so so far. And it's just, I mean, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo's so far his his win loss record is is pretty damn impressive. Um, I mean, he's just he's one of those guys that just that just wins games. Um, yeah. You know, maybe a little more Brady-ish than we thought. I'm curious to see if he can kind of take that next step as maybe a passer um, and really start dominating teams because we haven't really seen it yet. But he's really got that run game going, and Kyle Shanahan deserves a ton of oh, credit. Oh yeah, 100 so far. Yeah, uh, Jimmy G this year just hasn't really passed the eye test for me. He still doesn't look comfortable post ACL. Yeah. Last year, I thought he looked better just eye test. I'm not looking at stats, just like comfortability with himself. Uh, this year, he just looks a little bit off, but he seems to be trending, you know, uh, more towards the positive side as the week goes by. I will say this: that defense is so is very improved. Um, yeah. So I'm curious to see if they can keep that up as the year goes on. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, other than that, unless there's something, you know, you wanted to touch on before we move on here, I think we can kind of put away NFL week five and, uh, you know, move on to NFL week six. Yeah, uh, let's. Um, go, yeah, go, let, ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, let's get let's do week six. Let's expedite the picks. I have to leave here in like 10 ish minutes. OK, sounds good. Um, so we'll go, uh, you know, NFL, the first Thursday night game or not first, the only Thursday night game that we have um, is the Giants at New England. Um, you know, on. always kind of a fun matchup. You know, I, I, again, normally I, I like to go with teams playing against the Patriots, but uh, Belichick's just going to eat fucking yeah. Daniel Daniel Jones alive. Yeah, uh, there's not a chance. Patriots. Yeah, Carol, next game, Sunday, or the first one of the noon games, Carolina at Tampa Bay. Um, I'm Curious to see what Tampa Bay can do against this team. Curious to see if Kyle Allen can keep it going. Uh, then we got Washington at you Miami. Have, who did you, who did you pick in that one? Oh, you want me to actually give picks? Yeah, we can expedite the picks. Oh, you just want to go quick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking Tampa Bay in that game. I have Tampa as well. Okay. Uh, Washington at mm. Miami. Frank, I need your help with this one. What what are we doing? What are we doing in this game? Because. They, they, both of these teams just fucking suck at this point. They they do, but for me, the Dolphins they they have looked the last couple of weeks they've looked like an NFL team. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the Redskins at any point this year have not. The Dolphins started I, off really really bad, but they seem to be trending in a, a as positive as a direction as you can. Being 0 four, I'm taking them in this game. I, I want to go Miami too. I think Josh Rosen is the best quarterback in in between these two teams. So let's just go with him. Um, New Orleans at, at Jacksonville. I'm taking New Orleans until they prove me wrong. Um, same. same thing. Cool. Yep, Cincinnati thing. at Baltimore. Never taking Cincinnati again. Baltimore it is. Baltimore. Okay. Uh, Seattle at Cleveland. I'm taking Seattle. I think they're just playing on another level right now. I think they are too. And that's what makes me want to take the Browns. Cause that's just the way the NFL works. Yeah. But I'm going Seahawks. I'm going against my gut and I'm going Seahawks. That's the way to do it. Frankie. Uh, Philadelphia at Minnesota, Frank, I'm, I'm taking Philadelphia in this one. I, I just think right now, Carson and Wentz is kind of getting this offense rolling a little bit. Jordan Howard looks really, really good so far. Um, and, and Kirk Cousins is playing a playoff team. So we all, know, yeah. we all know what's going to happen. I have the Eagles. I have the Eagles in that game as well for those exact reasons. And I just like the defensive line against Dalvin cook. I think they can do a lot of what the bears did against them too. Um, the one of my the most anticipated game for a lot of people, myself included, uh, Houston at Kansas City. I want to see these two quarterbacks go. Um, I'm going Kansas City just because they're at home, and uh, Pat Mahomes always plays really well at home, except for last week. Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Houston here. 
I'm going Ooh. Houston here. I think I think that injury to Kyler is a little bit too. Uh, it was a, it was a, so who did I say? I'm Houston sorry. Pat. I said Kyler to to Pat Mahomes. It was a pre-existing injury going into that game, and that's never a good sign that it's been re-aggravated. So yeah, I don't know if he's going to be at a hundred percent. I'm going Texans in the upset. Frank, I think we're going to differ here. Um, Atlanta at Arizona. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons in this game. They're going to win some games. This offense is just too good. I think this is the game they, they get kind of, not back on track, but but play a little bit better. I think Kyler is going to slice and dice that defense to a Cardinals win. <laughs> so you going to throw for 400 yards too? Probably 600, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> is Deion Kane going to be playing receiver for him? Um, San Francisco at, at Rams. I'm going San Francisco until they lose. Ooh, I'm going Rams. I think I still think something about the Niners, I just... I don't see it, man. I don't see it. I, I'm okay. going Rams. Okay. Uh, Tennessee at Denver. I'm taking Denver in this one. I, I just I can't bring myself to take the Tennessee Titans ever again. I'm going Denver as well. The Titans fucking suck. <laughs> uh, then we got Dallas at the Jets. Uh, I'm going. I'm going Dallas in this one. I, I just the Jets just are not playing well right now. Yeah. At all. They're bad. This will be another game in which we're like maybe Dak does deserve forty million. And, uh, no, come on. <laughs> but they're gonna win. Are you taking the Dallas? Yeah, I got Dallas. Okay, okay. Uh, Pittsburgh at, at Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers, Frank, just because Pittsburgh is on their third-string quarterback, and there's no way the Chargers lose this game, right? I right? I agree. I have I have the Chargers for those exact reasons, but if Dobbs goes in there and beats them, man, <laughs> thing, the Chargers, Chargers you know, are – it's a Sunday night game, too. I think this is the worst Sunday night game we'll, we'll get all year, hopefully. Fingers crossed. And then Detroit at Green Bay. Frank, I need your help with this one as well. Where, where are we looking? Because Detroit looks fucking good, man. But but it's Green Bay at home. Can I really go against them? I'm going against them. I I, I think the Lions, they're going to try and use this game as a statement game. Granted, I do still think they make the playoffs. But with that, everything's trending. They look good. I mean, they went toe-to-toe with Kansas City. So what that tells me they can go toe-to-toe with any offense in this league. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a pretty high scoring game, probably both teams in the thirties, but I think Maddie Stafford and the boys pull this one off in Lambeau. I'm going green Bay. Um, you convinced me cause you sounded like an idiot when you're, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I just, I, I just like green Bay at home. It's, it's really difficult for me to pick against them and their offense is just, is, is rolling right now. So, so I'm, I think it'll be a good game. It wouldn't shock me to see the lions win, but I'm going to go green Bay in this one at home. Um, by week this week, Frank, we got the Bears, we got the Raiders, uh, Buffalo and Indy, of course, because the Bears are on the fucking bye. I'm all excited. I'm like, I can turn all my attention to the Colts. Oh, nope, they're on the bye. Cool. So I'll go fuck myself. Uh, but you know who else can go fuck themselves, Frank? Deion Kane. Yeah, and Falcons. God oh. damn it. They fucking blew the lead in the Super Bowl. Fuck. <laughs> You're uh, never going to let that go, man. Ever, ever, ever. Frankie, this was a blast, man. I'm glad we were able to get this done. Um, you know, other than that, thanks for hanging out with me, guys. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, we will be back next week, episode number 26. Um, obviously, talk some, uh, get ready for Bears Saints, I believe it is. Yes. And uh, yeah, other than that, Frankie, it's been a blast, man. I'll see you next week. Later, Jackie. Later, everyone.